Wellnesspreneurs, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? It's time to pull up a seat and align your third eye on the prize. Each week, we will have conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B. My name is Jessica Cross, and I am so excited to link arms with you and get started. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome. This is Third Eye on the Prize and my name is Jessica Cross and I am here with you today uh, to talk a little bit about virtual events and <laughs> this new way of living that we are all experiencing during this pandemic. <clears throat> Man, I don't know about you, but I would never expect to have <laughs> the breadth and depth of knowledge that I now have in virtual experiences. Um, you know, a little bit about me. I'm not only a yoga teacher and a sound and meditation practitioner, but I'm also an event producer. And, you know, when I say events, I'm, I'm talking in person, like I was doing in-person events for almost the last 15 years. And I never thought that I would be a, talking to you, and B, talking to you about virtual events. But they truly, truly, truly are a way to expand your reach and create a new kind of connection with your audience that you may not have expected in pre-COVID times. So when I talk about virtual events, um, it could be anything. Like It doesn't have to be this like massive event, a massive, you know, three day long virtual summit, it can literally be an hour workshop. So just to give you context, when I'm talking about virtual events, but you know, virtual events are a way to create a like, know, and trust factor with your audience. If you know, it's a new audience that you're working with, you're wanting to create more of an outreach while we're many of us at least are still at home or not traveling distances across the country. It's another way to monetize. It's another way to add another income stream than, you know, if you're if you're a yoga teacher, you're teaching you know, classes, virtual classes, or maybe outdoor in-person classes, uh, like I am right now. It's it's another income stream for you um, to add to your toolkit. Um, you can make you can really make this anything you want. Um, but when I when I talk when I see virtual events and when I'm talking about virtual events, I came up with a list of some tips that I would love to share with you today that I think can really level up the experience for not only you but definitely for your audience and have them coming back from work. Um, so when we are getting started here, um, you know I've. I always like to kind of bring you in with a bit of visualization. So <clears throat> wherever you are, if it's safe to do so, close your eyes and find your feet and think about any virtual event experience that you've had thus far in COVID times or even previous. Any any virtual, you know, one hour vinyasa class, a three-day summit, if it's something for work, maybe some sort of conference um, or you know anything that's uh, an experience that may have been in person at one point, but because of the situation that we're in, it's now online. So if you can just visualize that. 
And then think about your experience during this event or class or workshop. Is there something really positive that stuck out for you? And the the answer can be no. Maybe it was a sense of connection with a community that's spread wide and far. Maybe it was the ability to practice with somebody that you would not normally get to or to learn from somebody uh, outside of your immediate area that, you know, it would be a challenge to take off work or, you know, get somebody to stay with the kids for you to travel to. Is to try to think of some something that was a, a silver lining to the experience. All right. Good. And so when I think about these silver linings, I I always go to the ability, two things, the ability to practice or learn from people that I would not otherwise, and the ability to connect all over the world with people that I probably, I mean, never say never, but I probably would never meet or be able to have this connection with. And I think that that is two really, really beautiful things about virtual events. So if you know, if you've came up with a couple of things, feel free to jot them down. And then also too, if something that wasn't so positive stuck out to you, don't ignore that. It doesn't have to be something we shove down and pretend doesn't happen. Maybe it's um, Zoom fatigue or... Uh, distractions at home. It could be really anything that was a part of your experience and the landscape that wasn't so positive. So really what we're doing with this exercise is landing our feet in our attendees, our future attendees or our current clients' shoes. And that leads us into my first tip for virtual events that build connection. And it's all about empathy. Uh, events are 100% empathy. You, A, from the very get-go, have to be able to empathize with your attendee or your client in a way that clearly communicates the offering, the event or workshop, um, in a way that they're like, oh, I get that. I understand what's being offered and I want that. I want to be there. I want to participate. So... How can we do that if we don't know exactly what problem that we're trying to solve or what need we're trying to fill for our clients? And we get really clear on that through empathy. This will all bring us to the why, the, you know, the why we want to host this event. So let's not worry so much about the how right now. Let's stay out of the how and go into the why. Why do you want to host an event? Or maybe you're like, well, Jessica, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. I've never really thought about hosting an event, but you're interested in a new income stream. So, you know, maybe that, maybe it's just that you want to make a little bit of extra money. Okay, cool. So in order for you to get this extra income stream, you provide value and then there is an energy exchange for that income stream, right? So when you think of an exchange of energy, not just monetary, it's people's time, it's your time, it's all of those exchanges energetically that, you know, we may not think of as uh, 
a, a way to exchange energy. <laughs> um, so when we come back to empathy, we get super clear on our why. We are able to set our feet in our client's shoes and we are able to better communicate to them. We're better able to schedule and program our events in ways that make sense, that resonate, that are empathetic to their day-to-day. Uh, empathy is really the guiding touch point here that takes us through a really well-designed, intentional event or workshop experience. Okay, tip number two, and this is a big one. Virtual events are not a one-to-one comparison to in-person events. I'm going to say that again. Virtual events aren't a one-to-one comparison to in-person events. (laughs) So basically, what I'm getting at here is it's not feasible for you to take, if you were offering events or your, you know, hour workshop or something previously in person to take that exact plan and try to replicate it online, unfortunately, because that's, it just doesn't work. It's not the same container. It's not the same platform. You know, when you think about platform and you're like, oh, you're talking about Zoom, well, your your platform is basically your virtual venue. So when you think about a venue or you're talking about a yoga studio or a conference room and you're trying to take that experience and put it on a screen. <laughs> so this is actually, it can, it can feel a little discombobulating, but it's actually very freeing because you get to be super creative and intentional with what you offer and how you design this virtual experience. I love this, this idea of being able to recreate something that's new and fresh and when you continue down the path of empathy can really offer an experience to folks that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Okay, next step, tip number three. We need skin in the game to show up. All right, I'm sure, as I have, you have seen so many free events in this this past year since COVID. Tons of free events, and they're really great. And in fact, some of them are so great And there's so many of them that they're often, you know, booked on top of each other. (laughs) Like you have every choice you could ever want, basically, in the free event space, virtual event space. I guarantee that the event that you've paid for is the one that you are going to set aside the time, the intentional space to attend Versus the maybe other three events you have on your calendar that week that are, you know, just that free. Like the thing that you have, we go back to that energetic exchange. You've had an energetic exchange with this event and it's giving you the ability to create time and space on your calendar to attend so you can have that experience. It's a big one, right? And we also we often think of you know providing value, and there's there's definitely set things to be said about freebies. Don't get me wrong, but when it comes down to the data, we're seeing from 
the PCMA, which is the Professional Convention Management Association, it's, it's basically a very big event industry association. They did a study in October of 2020 through you know many of their affiliates, and we're seeing a 50% attrition rate for from RSVPs to actual participation. So basically, what that means is only 50% of the people that show up. That, sorry, uh, only 50% of the people that sign up show up. So 50%. So if you have five people sign up, you've got two or two and a half people showing up as an example. So you really want to give people the opportunity to have that energetic exchange with you so they show up because you're going to provide value. You are offering something of value that is going to make an impact in their day maybe in their lives. So give them the opportunity to make that space for it. Okay, we're on to tip number four. And you may have heard the acronym KISS. <laughs> uh, and I like it just a little bit different. Keep it simple, sister. <laughs> we have the shortest attention spans in general. And now the way that we're living our lives, you know, many of us are still at home. Maybe we have kids that are in school from home. We've got a spouse in another room. The ability to pay attention is it's just even harder than it was before. So my advice, my recommendation is always to keep it as simple as possible. Keep your offering concise. This is not the time to bring in every single element you've ever wanted to in an hour workshop. Like keep people engaged with simplicity and keep people clear on what you're offering by keeping it concise. That's it. And tip number five, as we're moving along this list, is interactivity is key. Now, if I was going to tell you, <laughs> we're going to shorten this podcast into one minute about how to have virtual events that build connection, I would say this, engage, engage, engage. That's, that's the most important way for to keep your people coming back. And it's very simple. I've got some really simple tips for you to implement into your virtual event or workshop or class. So number one <laughs> for your events engagement is to look at the webcam. <laughs> so you're muted. So these simple tips to implement for your engagement ASAP for your next workshop or your even your online virtual yoga class is to look at the webcam. <laughs> this is so simple, but it's easy to miss when we're looking down at the chat box or we're actually looking at the screen versus looking into the camera lens, we lose that sense of eye contact that we would potentially or probably have in person. It's this subtle shift when you're looking away or you're looking down, it doesn't create that same connection as if you're looking at the camera or even just a little bit past it that that is really what gives people the ability to engage with you and, and gives you that alertness, that engaged ability with your eyes. It's really using your eyes here. And it's a little, 
it's a little hard to get used to. You're going to have to practice because this is going to mean a shift in your notes, perhaps. Maybe instead of having your notes on the screen, you have your notes pasted up on the window behind you. That's how I would do it. Maybe your iPad is at eye level two for, or your phone. However you want to set that up is going to affect where your eye gaze will be during your event. The next thing is, and it's so easy with Zoom and Google Meet these days, is call your clients by their names. So their name is generally on the Zoom box. Call them, hey, Sarah, thank you so much for your question. That was a great one. Let's dive into that right now. It's a very simple trick. It's a very simple way to acknowledge people in the room, just like you would if you were in person. And also something I love to do at the very beginning, because it's always just a little bit awkward when you're jumping on, is to offer an icebreaker. Just a really simple icebreaker is say, who are you Zooming with today? And it could be your baby, your cat, um, your favorite plant. It's very simple. People love to say who they're Zooming with and maybe where they're joining from. So those are some of my favorite really quick ways to engage. Okay, our final tip for today, it's tip number six. The best time to announce your next virtual event or in-person event for that matter is at the end of your current event. Your folks have have their full attention on you at that time. And they're looking for the next way that they can engage with you. So why not give them that opportunity? It's, it's the very best way. So, you know, at the end of your workshop, you could say, hey, you know, we're coming up on summer very soon. You can look forward to a June 2021 event coming up in mid, mid-month. I have my wait list uh, available. Would you like to get your name on the list? That's as an example. If you have your event planned, have that registration open and add them, get them engaged, maybe offer them a promo code or a discount, some sort of freebie to get them signed up right at your event. I love that. And and often when I'm attending events, I'm looking for that. I'm looking forward to the next thing. So just notice that about yourself too when you attend. If if you attend a workshop or an event and it just ends, do you feel that, you know, little slice of connection that is missing? So something to consider as you are wrapping up your first or your next virtual or in-person event. Give people the opportunity to engage with you uh, for your next event. Give them the opportunity to sign up and get on that list because you're adding value. You are bringing something into this world that is so important and you want them to have the opportunity to be a part of it. Okay, that's all for today. It was so much fun sharing these tips with you. I, I'm sure you can tell I'm very passionate about it. I think about this stuff all the time. I would love to know if there's anything that you're thinking about when it comes to your events and how they can be a revenue stream, how can how they can be a lead generation generator uh, or generation tool rather for your business. I would love to talk with you more about that feel free to hit me up in the DMs. I'm on Instagram at jessicacross.co and that's at jessicacross.co if you would like to hit me up and send questions my way. I'd love to chat with you. Okay, this is the rest of the day back to you and thank you so much for your time and attention. 
I'll talk to you soon. Okay, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for being here with me. It's an honor and a pleasure as always. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Third Eye on the Prize. Got an idea or something to share with Jessica? DM her on Instagram at at jessicacross.co and let her know what's on your mind. We're so grateful for your support, especially as a small woman-led business. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.